Black Girl Gnome promotes holistic wellness and inner beauty for women of color. We encourage self-care, self-love, and self-empowerment for communities of color. Hey, y'all, it's Lauren Ash and Dion Ivory. And thanks so much for listening to the Black Girl Gnome podcast. Y'all, we are so blessed on today, as Dion would say. <laughs> oh, that's Southern. <laughs> <laughs> on today. Yes. But why yes. are we blessed today? We are blessed. <laughs> Y'all like that right now? I wish I had an organ <laughs> right <bad>. now. No, seriously, we are so blessed because... Y'all like, oh, God is so good, bro. <laughs> like, he came through with the one, two. Um, <laughs> I can't. Just just tell him. Tell him. Because I'm being Ro goofy. We have from Brown Kids with us in the studio. Yes. <laughs> I do voices. Uh, people don't get that from the gram, but I do voices. That is honestly so yeah. funny. We'll hear all the voices today. Though. Yes. We look forward to it. <laughs> Bro, we are so, I am so excited to meet you in person. We've, I've been following you. Well, my husband and I have been following you for like a year, especially when we got married, trying mm -hmm. to like adapt to this new lifestyle and then like living together, having clutter together, you know what I'm saying? Ooh. And trying to declutter and yeah. be minimal and, and all of those things. lives together. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so having you guys to look to for inspiration and conviction has been amazing. Mm. So just thank you for just sharing your platform and being transparent and awesome because so many people are learning from you guys. Like hey, wow. I, That's true. Yeah, That's, you're just, hey, you're just wow. great. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, I think. <laughs> it's still bizarre to me. <laughs> I would say too, like I've also been following y'all for a while, but it was one of those things where like, I found y'all at the time that I needed to find mm. y'all. So I did the KonMari method, uh -huh. you know, that Japanese um, approach by Marie Kondo of just letting go and like only keeping what sparks joy. Mm -hmm. And then I found y'all and I was like, yes, <laughs> because, you know, and maybe we'll talk about this, but these, the world of quote unquote minimalistic living is... Um, so often presented us to present it to us in a way that is so white and also mm. only for like affluent people too, which is like so strange. It's like, right. absolutely. You, That's true. What is that? That's kind of right. counterintuitive. So, um, I was just like grateful to see a representation of it in a way that I could relate to, mm. you know, mm -hmm. and at the right time. Cause yeah. I was like on this high of like, yes, <laughs> everything around me sparks joy. And oh my God, they're going to continue mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. encourage me to stay on that path. So. Yeah. No, you were um, just virtually one of the first people I've ever met who have gone through the KonMari method, like mm -hmm. who did that to their home. I mm -hmm. know that people bought the book. Uh, those of you who, many of you out there have heard of it. It's like the magic of tidying up. It's like yeah. everyone's got it now. Um, and I have honestly never read it. Mm -hmm. I've like skimmed through it. Mm -hmm. And I've seen like on Pinterest and stuff how it's changed people's lives. But right. I didn't know anyone who was like, no, for real though. Like <laughs> I did my house yeah. Yeah. and I feel better. Yeah. Um, so there's tons of things that I really admire about mm -hmm. Marie in mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. um, but I was like, ooh, to somebody. Yeah. 
How well, did that go? and interestingly enough, the woman who guided me in it, Kristen Ivy here in Chicago, she's a black woman, mm-hmm. and she is the only culinary specialist in Chicago. That's uh-huh. insane. So it was kind of like a she was really interested in Black Girl Gnome and just wanted to kind of really share with our community like this is a powerful practice. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like selfishly like I gotta just like clean up. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta just like let go. So it was just like the perfect little pair, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and those who are just getting hip to Marie Kondo, the work is to go through your home. She has a particular organizing style. Yes. And it's so powerful um, because they said that all of Marie's clients have never gone back to clutter. Mm-hmm. And her secret, her magic, is to picking up a thing and seeing if it sparks joy and only keeping that. And then also she has a particular method of cleaning, which has been really uh, effective mm-hmm. for people. And so, folding. Yeah. I fold my socks and underwear in a certain way. It's interesting. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I learned that tip uh, when I was working at Victoria's Secret. Ooh, how to fold okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first job out of high school. Whoa! I know. Isn't it insane? And girl, I was Kojic at the time. Like, Church of God in Christ wearing skirts. <laughs> working at Victoria's Secret. Y'all are Yes, I know. Wow. That's hilarious. You got some raised eyebrows, I'm sure. E folds all of our laundry, girl, you know by I the did. way. Yeah. Nice. He worked at, like, Gap for a while and, like, all full his pants. And he's like, that's okay, babe. I know. It's like expert folder, folders. Folding people. <laughs> I don't even know what to call them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, he folds That's everything. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I just let him. So how did you get into this lifestyle, this world, like, you know, of, yeah. of intentional living? True. Yeah, that? intentional living. Intentional I, living. Thank you. Yeah. I like that instead because mm-hmm. uh, I, I chafe a little bit underneath minimalism only mm. because we found the word so late. Mm. Um, but I was trying to live an intentional life, and then I kind of found the word minimalism. And E and I um, – were coming together kind of I don't know we just got on Instagram or whatever and I looked at him and I was like I don't know like what separates us out as a voice and I was like well we are two black people who are minimalists I suppose Mm. Um, and then it went off from there but how I got into this life personally is that I had a pretty traumatic childhood Um, and my aunt who I call my mom adopted me so I lost my biological mom Mm. and dad when I was three so I was orphaned really early um And so what happened was I learned so much from my aunt, who I'll now refer to as mom um, from this point on. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so, so much. But I also learned other things that I am unlearning now. Mm -hmm. And one of those big lessons was that um, I learned two things from her. I learned uh, what self-care was Mm. because she was like self-caring before women were given Mm. permission to Mm. self-care. And she was like, I take care of myself. I have my own money. I buy what I want kind of thing. Um, But she also taught me that like being a woman or being a female identified person, I Mm. might say, Mm -hmm. is someone who buys the shoes. Mm-hmm. And someone who deserves to get her nails done, someone mm-hmm. who deserves to go to the spa, someone who deserves to have a new thing all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just like that is a woman thing to do. It's like, girl, get the shoes. You don't need a reason. Just get the shoes. Right, right. And so I began to conflate over a, like a long time, a lot of my life that was like, oh, if I buy this thing, I'm loving myself. Mm-hmm. And if I buy things for other people, I'm loving them too. Wow. And I would watch her hand over her credit cards. And when one didn't work, she'd be like, okay, she'd take it back from the Macy's attendant and mm-hmm. then get another one and, yeah. and pass it over. And so I, she had always warned me, like, don't get a, don't get a credit card at all. 
But the lesson that I learned is that how I care for myself is I buy myself things. So when I felt awful <laughs> and when I felt sad and when I felt conflicted or if I ever felt um, inadequate, I would go shopping. Mm-hmm. If I felt elated, I would go shopping. And then like the introduction of online shopping, God, you know, it's like, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah, I can get it delivered to my door yeah. um, as soon as I got my check. And so um, basically what I was doing over time I had a lot of emotions from that traumatic beginning that I didn't know how to process and couldn't process. And I wasn't in myself to know that I actually needed to sit with the feelings and let them pass through. Mm. So I would buy things as much as I could. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what had happened was I realized that I was now in retrospect inflicting emotional and financial violence on myself. Wow. because I, those were just the lessons. And it wasn't, it wasn't my mom's fault mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And in those things, even though I did learn those things through observation, I also learned from her, why not me? And so when I knew that I was like overdrafting all the time and like now in this debt and like now with like a style I couldn't understand and all these clothes I didn't love and like a sense of self or identity that I just couldn't seem to forge around me when Mm -hmm. everyone else seemed to have it Mm -hmm. I did have this belief that I could figure it out and I could be free Mm -hmm. I could be self-expressed I could take care of myself and why not me Mm -hmm. so it was Mm -hmm. that gumption that allowed me to start moving into an intentional life over a while and say like okay well how can I change this for myself and I started with my closet Mm -hmm. because it was the biggest place of wounding and it ended up in other things in my life um, in my relationships in where I lived etc where I began to pick things for its beauty um to pick things for its ethics, to pick things for all different types of reasons because I wanted to shift the belief that I was not enough mm-hmm. um, into I am enough right now and I want to dress and live in a way where I know that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, yeah, so, and then minimal, like the word minimalism came on the scene and I was like, yeah, that's it. Like I have a curated closet and mm-hmm. yeah, um, mm-hmm. but that was, wh- that was where I started. Thank you. That is phenomenal. That is a phenomenal backstory. (laughs) Yeah, and clearly, like, you've given so much reflection to your story. I think it's, it's really powerful. Like, I... I'm a firm believer in documenting our stories, mm-hmm. you know, both our, our origin story, mm-hmm. um, analyzing them, reflecting on them, and then being able to share it with other people in ways that are powerful. I mean, yeah. I feel like, Dion, you do this so beautifully. Like, you're so vulnerable, especially on our podcast, sharing a lot of the things that have happened to you as you're in your childhood. But as a source of, like, okay, well, then how can, you know, I use these things mm-hmm. to not only, like, like, then like reinvent and rechannel what happened for my good, but for other right. people too. And I see that in your story too. Mm-hmm. Um, something that you said that I'd love to like talk about a little bit more is this idea of like being enough. Oh yeah. Because I think that again, oh. going back to the idea of like minimalism again, yeah, yeah. my fingers and <laughs> as I do this. There's air quotes happening. <laughs> yes. Air quotes. Um, <laughs> It can often just be deemed an aesthetic. It can be like, oh, totally. white walls, like, you know. Plants and <laughs> yes, black. Yes, yes. Maybe, white, maybe some woods, some wood frames. Yes. Um, but Ooh. what you're speaking to is, to me, deeply, like, um, spiritual as well as psychological. Mm-hmm. And it does boil down to this idea of being enough, enough a lot of times. So, like, 
what does it mean then if I don't feel like I have to go shopping when I'm sad or shopping when I'm mm. excited? Mm. Like, what is it? What alternative means of like celebration or affirmation mm. or like love can I mm. give to myself? You know, during those moments, it's yeah. like it's like it's like what am I maybe distracting myself from by choosing to just celebrate through spending exactly so, yeah what are your thoughts about like oh. this enoughness god this is so good like oh okay so the be- <laughs> like i forget the author and everyone has to go and find the author because of my lapse of memory but the book is called um women food and desire <laughs> i already love that oh i love that title right but um the book is about like women and it's about food cravings actually and as i was reading it Oof. i was like oh my goodness this is me mm-hmm. Because I would uh, classify myself as a shopping addict. Mm-hmm. It's the habit I built up, up for myself over time, and I have to manage it. But the line that stuck out to me in the first introductory chapter was like, we often fill our desires instead of fulfilling our desires. There oh. is a difference between like filling something and really asking it, like, what am I really wanting yes do you want the new beautiful dress Mm -hmm. or do you want to feel luscious and whole in your body girl okay you know and like preaching if that is it then what can i do to feel luscious and full in my body wow getting to the root exactly exactly yes and that came up for me over and over and over again so like i said i was sharing that i started with my closet and I was doing something called a capsule wardrobe for those out oh, there yeah. who don't know. It's like a complete wardrobe that follows you throughout the year. And as someone who's a shopping addict and something, someone who would class, also classify themselves as a creative, it felt restrictive to me in the mm. beginning. I was like, but mm-hmm. I, have, I need to express, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know options <laughs> and colors. Um, and it like... <laughs> When I was like, okay, but I also want to feel exquisite. Mm -hmm. Every time I walk out of my house, I want to look at my closet and say, I love everything in here and I look great in everything. And so I'm willing to go on this journey and and curate a wardrobe for myself. And I realized I just had tons of gaps and holes and things. Mm -hmm. And one was that I didn't have a quality coat. I didn't have one. I didn't have one that kept me warm mm-hmm. and kept me dry and looked stylish. Yeah. It was like one of those things the other night, like four of them, five of them, six of them, seven yeah. of them. Um, and I began to reflect on why those gaps had happened. And I just realized that I had been trying to make thrifted ones work for so long mm. because I didn't actually believe I, um, my body was honorable for something that was quality. Wow. You know, it was like I had set a limit in my brain that was mm-hmm. like, I don't spend more than $40 for anything. Yeah, and so yeah. the fact that I could ever even imagine to make an investment on a coat that was maybe $150, mm-hmm. maybe $200, but I had it and it was mine and it fit all my needs. And it was actually like smarter for me in the long run mm-hmm. was revolutionary for me. Mm-hmm. So I began to... To, to sort of experience myself and the things that I owned where I was like, um, could I have the nice thing because I was worthy of the nice thing? Um, and could I be enough right now and also have the things I own be a reflection of that and mm-hmm. let that be enough for myself? And I think I was constantly buying all types of things and especially buying gifts for others mm-hmm. to show, uh, to, to, to try to fill the, to fill the desire without ever taking the moment to fulfill the desire. So I have a different kind of 
satisfaction in my being and in my body that I have never had before, nor do I think I was ever ready to access. Wow. You speak so passionately and intimately mm. about like these materialistic things. It's, it's like you give them value. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you see them from a, a whole different perspective. Like, I mean, the whole um, idea about the, around the coat and like feeling worthy enough to like purchase a quote unquote expensive coat for mm -hmm. some people, $150. Mm -hmm. Like, because I used to deal with the same thing. Well, I'm not going to spend such and such on this. Going to the thrift store, finding clothes with like, I have long arms. Yeah. And a lot of my jackets, <laughs> girl, I'm lanky. You know, like, let's just be real long here. Arm club. Long arm Hashtag club. Team long arm. Team long arm in this mug. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be looking weak in the wintertime. Hands be all cold. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Wrists be all cold. And it's just like, Dion, like, hey. Like you said earlier, I am worthy enough to go invest in a coat that's going to keep me warm right now and satisfy right now and right satisfy now. all of my needs. Right like now. it's a need. Yeah, you not know? later. Not later. Not yeah. later. Not in the future. Not yeah. when I have a come up. Not when I get my right. tax return. Like yep. right now. And if I spend that right now, and I don't spend all of these things that are just like like a a poor excuse for yeah. a substitution, mm -hmm. I actually have more resources mm -hmm. um, and also more energetic space um, to do what I really want to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for a, a big point here that I want to make, because um, when people think about minimalists, they think that they don't like things and they don't buy stuff. Girls, I love things and I love shopping. It's my favorite thing to do. Um, but now I spend how I deeply want to because mm -hmm. it's not about not spending it's about spending how you want to and spending how you want to in line with your values will change your life mm. yeah I really this is making me think so much because now that I'm thinking about it when I did the Komari method in my space giving away things was actually fairly simple like mm. I was able to discern like these things that I currently have spark joy and these things don't on to the next, right? Right. Like I was, don't get me wrong, I was surprised when I saw how much stuff I was giving away, but I was like able to give it away easily. Yeah. But what I think my resistance to right now um, is, or my awareness of my resistance that still exists, is now inviting in things that do spark joy and that also I deserve, if that makes sense. So uh -huh. for me, clothes, like I will... I will buy like a cute whatever and you know, because I really <laughs> totally. love style. I really love fashion. I yeah. really love like just how I, I look in my body and like styling myself a certain way. But I think that when I think about like actually like it creating a home, mm -hmm. that's like my resistance. Mm -hmm. And mm. I'm just actually realizing this now through the conversation. Like I feel like I actually have some work to do around like worthiness and enoughness in my home space. Whoa. Like, and I'm literally just realizing this now. And I'm like thinking about all of these things that I learned or didn't learn growing up. Whoa. That relate to that. You That's know? So, so like for example, like I have since I've lived in Chicago for four years, I've moved like more times than most people have within mm. that time. So in my mind, like I'm never settled in a space. So why would I then invest exactly in like getting really nested in a space, exactly. right? Exactly. 
And so, like, for example, I have, I still have this, like, broken, like, <laughs> like, side table in mm-hmm. my um, bedroom. And I keep on making excuses, like, because it's functional. It's just broken. Yeah. Like, you just can't, like, touch it the wrong way. Otherwise, fall over. <laughs> um, <laughs> too much weight. Yeah. Jump up. up <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then I have, like, I mean, I have, don't get me wrong, I have added a few pieces to it. But still, when I go into my room, if I were to really just, like, really look at it and be like, do I feel at home in here? The answer is mm. no. You know? Mm. And so, again, like, That's clothes, like a closet, snaps. I'll get that all day. I'll look cute totally. going out. But, like, do I feel 100% at home in my own space? Mm. No. A lot of people have that feeling um, that I've uh, talked to and that comment sometimes that we just have conversations with. A lot of people are in that in-between space, that mm-hmm. limbo space of, like, yeah. well, I'm going to move or I don't know how long I'll be here or, you yeah. know, whatever. And I'm hoping it's not. But um, what comes up for me or what seems to be really true is uh, we are still – in an energetic limbo. So it seems like we free ourselves when we make a decision and Mm -hmm. things start moving in our lives. Mm -hmm. So I feel like something powerful happens when you decide in some kind of way, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to make home now. Yeah. And it Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be permanent, but I'm going to make home now. Mm -hmm. And when I step into my space, this will feel like home. Um, And when it's time to move, I will respond and I will move. Yeah. And there's nothing like... um, making something like making a, a, a choice for quality or choosing to furnish or decorate or even dress in a, in a, in a way. Um, cause there's a lot of mothers out there that's like, but I'm a mom and yeah. I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. Um, doesn't mean that you'll have the inability to be flexible yeah. and to change in the future. Mm-hmm. We are changing. So let's embrace it. Um, and let's also, I don't know, like have a great experience mm-hmm. right now. And it doesn't have to be expensive mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be over the top. It just has to, um, I don't know, serve you, mm-hmm. heal you, feed mm-hmm. you. So, so why keep ourselves from that? And then, too, I mean, speaking about your home, it's like you spend a lot. I like this is a place so where you rest. This is yeah. your oasis. Yeah. It should. I mean, essentially, like that should be where you pour into the most I because, know. like, you know, it I is know. your getaway. Yeah. From people. I mean, we all struggle. I mean, my mom and I, we moved like every single year. We we're mm. you know nomads in a sense, and. No place ever felt like home. And so mm. I tried to make I try to make sure, especially now that I just moved into my new place, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I don't know what my life is gonna look like a year from now, but I know that all I have is now and I wanna feel home. I wanna feel like I'm yeah. coming to an oasis. Yeah. So I'm gonna invest in this in this space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like I'm gonna spend my coin, totally. making it look fleeky. And the things can follow. Exactly. You right. Well. Exactly. They can follow you because they belong to you. Totally. They belong to you. They are a representation of you and they mm-hmm. can be gifted and infused with love for other people, mm-hmm. et cetera. Like all of those things are totally true and can happen right now. Right. Um, yeah. I and it makes me think about too, like when I walk into other people's homes and I'm like, I love being here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about this space. Like they have the plants and the lighting and like whatever. And I'm like, why isn't why doesn't my place feel this way? <laughs> like this is where I'm spending the majority of my I time. Feel, totally, I feel like that a lot actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, mm. Mm. I feel like that a lot. Like so, the first um, year and a half, pretty much, of Black Girl in Elm, it was uh-huh. actually hosted by a friend and mentor of mine, Janice Bond. And she lived in this gorgeous apartment. Like, she didn't have any blinds or any curtains. So, and she lived on like really high up, like a (laughs) high rise. So, literally, when the sun came up, it was in the apartment. Came like a force. Yes. She had living plants, dried plants and flowers. She had like an altar with photos and, and letters and candles and incense Mm. and I remember always being like this is what I want and then here I am three years later still struggling Uh. to like 
you know, manifest that. Yeah, to just make a, a choice. You're discovering actually. this, that essentially, yeah, so convicted. It's a choice. Right yeah, <laughs> it's a choice. I mean, I think there are lots of things that we can set the intention, but over our space, we have yeah. so much power over it. Yes. And um, uh, I help people out sometimes with their spaces just to take a look at it and say, like, oh, these are some opportunities there. And the first question I um, have people, or I, have people answer is what is your aspirations for this space Mm -hmm. what is your highest aspiration so in your kitchen and for instance Mm -hmm. is your highest imagination that you imagine making cookies with your daughter yeah Mm, and then the next question is what are the tools i need to make that aspiration happen Mm, yeah and then the next question is um uh, how do I want to feel? Mm-hmm. And then that informs like the colors, the textures, if they're plants or whatever. Yeah. Because a, uh, a peaceful space, I like to say, is like the marriage between our emotional needs and our functional needs. Yeah, and we absolutely. ask neither of those questions. Absolutely. We don't ask what we need. Yeah. We're like, well, I don't know. I like blue. And I <laughs> yeah. like Target, you know? I'm like, I was just going <laughs> to say, Target is the devil. Of- ooh, girl. <laughs> you go and you're like, ooh, what's over here? And then you just pick up I, stuff. You go in there stuff. aiming to spend $10, come out spending $300. Yeah. Baby, that has been me on too many occasions, honey. <laughs> Someone shared with me the other day it. that it's like, it's the dollar bins for them. They're like, ooh, girl, how do you make it past the dollar bins? And I was like, really? I don't even, <laughs> I actually don't even go like, to the dollar don't bins. Don't even. Target, they know what they're it's, doing, I, man. They know. not magnetize me. I just become disinterested over time, but that used to be. But what I will say about the dollar bin, mm-hmm. which I think connects to what we were sharing earlier, is like I found things that would make me feel like a good host or make me feel creative. Mm-hmm. So if I actually ask myself, what is the desire here how do I fulfill the desire my desire is to be creative and have space and time to create Mm -hmm. and also my desire and my deepest desire is to be hospitable and generous Mm -hmm. so how can I really create in my life a space where I can feel incredibly generous Mm -hmm. and that make people feel comfortable and I don't need it from the dollar bins maybe but most of the time not but we get to ask ourselves it's not necessarily a question of like I'm judging myself because I spend too much the question is ooh now you get to think you brought the subconscious to conscious Mm. now what choice do you want to make? Yeah. And what choice do you want to make in a way, in the direction that's towards your magic, not away from it? That's amazing. Toward your magic, not away from Mm-mm. it. That's beautiful. You're dropping all the gems. <laughs> all the gems. <laughs> so um, in terms of like some simple tips to this idea of like space making, which mm-hmm. you talk about a lot, um, for someone listening who's like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed by this conversation because <laughs> I have so much stuff yeah. and actually none of it really is making me happy. Like, what is this, like, a, maybe a couple things that you would offer them to do to immediately start to make a difference? Yeah, in their spaces. Mm-hmm. So my first recommendation is to start with a space where you can get a win. And I don't recommend the the closet often for people. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people out there who are like me, who are like kind of all in another, like, no, I'm doing it. You know, like yeah. gung ho, making a change for your life, <laughs> girl, I hear you. Um, but actually, I think the closet has a lot of wounds. It's like who we wanted to be, who we thought we were at some oh. time, the sizes we wish we were. Girl. And it's, it's hurtful. It's hurtful. It's hurtful. And it's difficult. Um, so the closet, and we have purchased so much um, that it, to take all of our stuff and put it on the bed is just like, I don't know where to start, and it'll feel defeating, and but I don't want But that's what you do in the comments. That's, that's what you do. That's the that's first you know. That's like what you do, and I don't recommend that. Um, so for me, a space where I feel like you can have a really quick win mm-hmm. is to start with your bathroom. Okay. 
with your medicine cabinet, with your makeup, with underneath the cabinet, or your kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, or your living room, and then move to your closet. If you want to go straight into it, girl, go to the closet if you, that's where you feel moved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would ask those questions about what's my aspiration for the space. But here's the other thing that I know a lot of women will want to do after listening to this because they come to our page and they're like, I got rid of all the things. Yes. Like, they use the word purge, and I don't like to use the word purge because of its association with eating disorders and mm-hmm. how brutal it is. Yeah. And, um, and, Rarely have I ever known anyone who like purges something who who didn't come back mm-hmm. or like fill mm-hmm. up again mm-hmm. at some point. And yeah. I think we deserve so much more than those fluctuations. We deserve gentleness and kindness, even in minimalism. Um, but what was the thing? So about, oh, if you have clutter in these spaces like your bathroom or your bedroom or whatever, I want you to take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. So one, pick a room. Two, take a picture of it mm-hmm. and look at the picture and ask yourself gentle questions like, why does this keep coming back here? Mm. Um, does this not have a home? Do yeah. I want these things, et cetera? Get information yeah. and then make a plan. Mm. Because when we just go into our spaces and we're like, it's a new year, new me, all the things mm-hmm. throwing it out, we get surprised when all of those things return yeah. because, again, we didn't go to the source of it. So mm-hmm. start there um, and then, yeah, move right into it. Or some really, really simple ways and That's organize great. it. Do That's a clothing wonderful. swap too. Do a clothing swap with girlfriends. Girl, make it social. That's There's true. No reason. It does not have we to be We can make stressful. this an exciting Get process. some clothing racks. Invite people over. That sounds fun. We should do it. I did in college, and it was always so fun because what you know, one person's treasure. Or people one, have so much great style. That is. Uh-huh. That's true. <laughs> but um, I gave away a bunch of my um, clothes that no longer fit me to a friend of mine, and it was actually really fun. Like during the Komari process, yeah. it was actually really fun because like she has a completely different body than me, but it fit her Ooh. in a, like a very unique way, and I was like very happy to know that a friend was carrying on. Yeah. You know. And totally. Maybe I. Could borrow it in the future <laughs> yeah. if I really wanted it back if for you some. really wanted it back <laughs> that's true yeah yeah um but the one thing I want to say like kind of at the end of the the cleaning um Suzaki in his book goodbye things Fumio Suzaki he says and I think I paraphrased my reading of him but he says um minimalism is not the exercise of tidying it is the practice of asking ourselves what is most meaningful to us and making that our life. Mm. And so to me about the cleaning and the simplifying, it is not about having things, not having things. It's not like this Western focus on Mm. objects. Mm -hmm. The focus and the point is meaning, Mm -hmm. is freedom. Mm -hmm. So are we committing today to freedom? And um, what are the ways that we can help ourselves get there? Because that is actually, like, that's why I said on the Alex L podcast, like, mm-hmm. freedom is self-care. Yes, when I you, always quote like, that. Like, when yeah. you belong to yourself financially, emotionally, yeah. and, like, externally, then we can say we're free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is so convicting on so many levels. Because as you're talking, I'm thinking about my, like, skincare little uh closet yeah and i'm like there are products in there that i know for a fact that i will not use mm. you know but they're in there and hair care does that too hair girl. care it's too like you all feel, the hopes you right. thought you wanted your hair to do and you just got products on products on products exactly and it's just like why am i a hoarder like i don't know why i don't like to let go of things and I, then i think about like my career and how like I won't let certain things go. I'm like, Dion, you can totally just not do that. Just be okay with not doing it. Like, let it go. Mm-hmm. But I, I like to keep it around. As a just-in-case. 
Yeah. As a just in case is a fear. I was saying yesterday, I was like, I was a just in caser, again, shopping addict, and I would like buy more than one. And I was like, uh, what came up was a like an affirmation by Louise Hay, where she's like, I love myself too much to frighten myself anymore. And I think that we need to apply that to the things That's that true. we own. Yeah. And I was saying like, Ro, I will, you will no longer underestimate your ability to figure it out. Mm -hmm. It's a difference than like yes. having like a extra spare tire and exactly. a toolbox and a water jug mm -hmm. in your car than trying to figure out if you should keep these 23 mustard packets because you might yes. use them later. I it's just, totally real. Different. that's real. I think it just speaks to my indecisiveness in life in general. Mm. You know, I think it's a, an obvious bigger message. It's like, I don't know how to decide. Oh, and maybe that's why like Kamari is so, uh, this is what I love Kamari for, mm -hmm. is the fact that I think what she's highlighted is that we have an emotional tie that mm -hmm. is a reflection of how we are in other ways. Mm -hmm. So just like to look at a thing or to hold a thing and to thank it yeah. is actually- To give it away. Like to how we free, yeah. how we free ourselves yeah. to be like, thank you so much for the role that you played and yeah. to move on. Thank you so much for the hopes I had for you. Ooh. This is like a gentleness. That was a really interesting part of the process because I, I, I remember when I was like, I felt like I was like getting to the swing of it, you know? <laughs> like I was like, all right, just put that over there, put that over there. And Kristen was like, no, Lauren, like you still have to like give it gratitude before putting it down. Like she stopped me. She saw that I was like, I already know I don't want those things. Uh -huh. And I just throw them and she's like, no. <laughs> but um, It feels like it takes time. Where mm -hmm. it's like, but I could, exactly. this is faster. Yeah, but that's where the mindfulness uh -huh. enters and yeah. that's what relates I think to our everyday lives like with your career Dion or with the things that you're like hmm, I should probably like let certain things go it's like you can let it go in a way that still honors it and still gives mm. gratitude for what it once was mm -hmm. yeah you know I mean I've yeah. I'm doing that now I'm yeah. in the midst of doing that in that's some true of my career for real and there there's a way to like let something go with love I think totally for it to not feel as heavy yeah you know, and it doesn't have if to it feel like back, someone's okay. ripping it away from you. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't have to feel aggressive or forceful or, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of fear there. But also I think I was sort of saying earlier that like, the, um, there's like a beauty and a magic there too. Like, a sometimes you can let something go and it'll come back. So like an opportunity, you can mm. say like, that's true. Yeah. And then, too, I'm thinking about, like, the say. power of, like, embracing the now in my mm -hmm. life, like, what's happening mm. and everything mm. that comes with. And yeah. it's like, I can't make room for all of these things. Yeah. Like, they don't serve me in the way that they yeah. they have in the past. And that's literally okay. And that's with people, yeah. you know, relationships, things, whatever. So, wow. This I want us to know that with, like, our things and our bodies, too. Exactly. Like, where we live now. Where you live might not be perfect, and that's okay right now. But how can you make it an honoring space right now? Yes. The body that you have right now, it might not be the body you want, but how can you honor it now? Oof. And give way to change. Open mm. and invite change. If it changes, I'm ready. Yeah. That's I love amazing. that. I think that, I mean, I, for, I used to fear change. Like, I, I literally used to get headaches. I'm like, oh, my God. Mm. Like, so many things are changing. Nothing's the same. You know, <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. In, intense for me. I, I found it frightening for whatever reason. But now, like, God has been teaching me, like, hey, there's excitement that comes with change. Mm. You know, like, this change can mean a glow up or a level up. And, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So now I'm starting to just have a different perspective about it. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, I'm open to this. I'm, you know, I'm welcoming it. And I just, I just feel better. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I just, like, I feel better. Mm -hmm. So I'm thankful for that. I'm having, like, a... 
revelation. I love this. So we're talking about, we just kind of blur the lines between talking about like minimalism within our space and then also with our career. So is there a way to be a minimalist in one's career? And if so, can I start doing it today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think there is. Because I'm real. So much happens within the first few years, I think, of being (laughs) self-employed, at least for me. And one thing that I have really seen happen is, you know, in the beginning, and for me, that means that meant kind of like the first year, year and a half, I was like really grinding, like really trying to like cultivate this like beautiful community and brand and platform and doing it with like, you know, a few really dope people supporting me. But like a lot of people were just like, what's black girl? No, you know. <laughs> and then now it's like my inbox. I mean, and your inbox too, Dion. We look at them all the time. We're like, damn. Because <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, but here's the thing, just because you're getting hit up to a do all these things doesn't mean that they're all even worthy of looking at to be quite honest and what does it mean when you're just like letting yourself be so energetically like compelled to respond to all these people yeah to consider all these opportunities I feel like even considering too many opportunities is like emotionally and mentally draining for me it is yeah absolutely I'm I'm about to like adopt some new minimalist Approaches, approaches I think to my to career that. yeah because of this conversation good I'm it's so beautiful. glad because I was talking to Valencia Clay and um for those out there it's like Valencia at Valencia underscore Valencia so Valencia Clay is She's a teacher great. and um she was sharing with me we were sort of talking back and forth and she said no matter what happens in this sort of internet space what I know is um I know what my work is yeah and how I connect that with minimalism and why I like the word intentional living more so it's like I know very clearly what my work is not to say that like I know what my purpose is or what I'm going to do like Mm -hmm. that's too big of a big question Mm -hmm. but I know that it is my soul's calling to live and embody freedom and I'll do whatever I can to do that and so because I've got my north star I look at that and I ask myself, okay, what is my work? What is my work? And that helps clarify and and um, helps, I don't know, clear all of those other things that are trying to get our attention mm-hmm. um, and all of those different kinds of offerings. And I think especially for the self-employed and especially mm-hmm. for the entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you have the shiny light or like the, like, <laughs> like the shiny object syndrome. Yeah. But it's not about like um, mm, the work is to be clear. So, and that is what minimalism is. It's like to understand what is deeply meaningful and to let everything else fall by the wayside. So to build into a practice of meditation, uh, the question maybe might be really interesting what things you might be offered in um, contemplation. What is my work? What is my work? And I know that that will change at every moment, but it'll help manage the inbox. It'll help manage the invitations. It'll help steward Mm -hmm. the passion, the energy, Mm -hmm. and the vitality you have for which you are approaching Mm -hmm. BGIO and the other things that you want to do in the future Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And to only do what is essential. Yes. And to to reevaluate all the time. To only do what is essential. Yeah, in your career. And to feel good and confident in that. Because sometimes I feel like I, I'll just speak for myself, I can um, sometimes have this like looking over my shoulder sort of thing happening Hmm. where like I'll be like, yeah, I'm doing this, but someone invited me to do this and I said no and now I'm like, ooh, should I have done it? You know? Mm. Um, So I don't know. I think it's, it's about also like really owning that like really being like this is what I know Mm -hmm. rather than having these like um what's the you know 
what's the word I'm trying to look for? It's not worry. It's like uncertainty, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's what it sounds like a little bit. Yeah. But what you're wanting, what I'm hearing from what you're wanting, mm-hmm. is you're wanting almost like a, a release from yes. being overly anxious about those Ooh. things. Yes. Likewise. And I, don't get me wrong. And Dion, you know, like I... <laughs> I'm making space in my career. I'm actually in process of this. Good. I'm, I'm already really actually. Yeah, about that. So you've given this us little glimmers on the personal yes. camera, and so mm-hmm. yeah. Good. I'm glad, and I think I think you can. And I, again, I think it comes back to gentleness, mm-hmm. to be gentle um, in those reflections, because I'm that too. And E, my partner, those of you out there who, who know of him. He never feels that. <laughs> he, like, never regrets that kind of stuff. And I'm trying to cultivate that kind of gentleness with myself as well. And also to move into the belief and faith mm-hmm. of, like, um, what I'm doing mm-hmm. is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And if I need to be doing something else, spirit will let me know. Yes. Yes, ma'am. And it yes. will not let me go. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And so if I can move and trust. But, again, I'm not, like, that is more eas- easily said than done. And I'm not yeah. saying that we just know that once we believe it, the ask here for myself is to apply that and bring that to my meditation, to yeah. bring that to my contemplations, yes. and, and let that be um, sort of like the instigating force of which I, I live my life. It has to be. That's the practice. And we know this. We've, we talk about this often, Dion. Like what you just said is what has brought us to so many places yeah. where we are at, especially yeah. in our careers, but also personal development. Yeah. So it's about remembering it and just like, Trusting that if that has been the case so many times before, it's going to continue to like be. the track record. Totally. You have a track record, you know totally. what I'm saying? To remind you all totally. the time. Totally. Yeah. And it's a it's it's it secures you. It's like, okay, like like you said, having that track record to look at, okay, I can move forward in my future without worrying or whatever, because I know that God got me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Look up you you over here in deep thought. <laughs> So for those of you who don't know, apparently I do this thing where I nod my head like Con- for like ten incessantly minutes, for but like it's ten I'm minutes. So like I'm thinking about what was said and I'm really with it. But Dion makes fun of me, but then I saw her doing it. So hey, I did it one time. <laughs> I did it one time, <laughs> and that was because my husband was speaking. That's true. That's a good time to do it. She I was really in church too, though. I'm sure I do. I rock in church like this. I'm talking like this. She's going side if, by if side. If it's feeding my soul, if something is feeding I've my soul, I just that. I rock. It's the, it's like this old. Okay, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna stop. Talking. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I don't know. Dialing. My head just moves really aggressively. Head, oh back yeah, and forth, that too. And then maybe I might lift a hand, but I don't rock side by side. I that rock, sounds I like old school prayer. Yes, girl. You know, like your grandmother's. Yes, like a seriously. For you. Yes. I feel like my great great grandmother. Future, mm-hmm. future Dion. Yeah, I can see you as a older person right now. Oh my, oh my gosh. Holding so my vision to my prayer. Got okay. It. Yes, Lord. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, Maybe we can discuss, um, to probably close out, what are some things, um, so like some practical, actionable tips for the new year? Um, Mm, You know, I feel like it's always the time where people are like, all right, new year, new me. Yep. Which you I know? love. Yeah. Which I love. Like, yeah. and I want to say everyone out there, like, no shade on New Year's resolutions. Yeah. I love them. So yeah. if you want to hate on them, but I love them, <laughs> I love them too. So yeah, if you great. love them, yes, they're great. Yeah. So what? What? Um, in the realm of of intentional living, maybe mm-hmm. not just um, related to space, but just in general, like, what are some things that you might offer? For yeah. The community. Um, I believe in the unlimited resource of creativity. 
Um, I, there is no limit to it. And we all have it, whether you call yourself creative or not. And so the most applicable thing that I can um, give to the audience is something I shared in a workshop that I led on Sunday, which is um, coming back to that thought of Sasaki, which is like, what is meaningful to you? What do I value? And how can I uh, make that my life? So that's the first uh, practical thing. I want you to journal the answer to that question. Mm. What is meaningful to me and how can I make that my life? You know, more of that in my life, right? And um, let your creativity guide you. I want you to write that down and see where in your life that you actually have more spaciousness than you think. Because what you have right now, if you don't like it, it's not set in stone. Um, Use creative thought. Uh, So that's number one. And then the other is, um, let me see. Oh, like a few, like (laughs) um, definitely do a clothing swap. I highly recommend that. I think that's going to be super valuable and really fun for you. And then also, like I want you to take a few questions with you shopping. One, I love to say there's a difference between how cheap can I get this item and what is the best that I can buy myself with the resources I have? It's a different approach. So when you're incorporating new things into your closet or new things into your home, mm-hmm. that's your question. And it's not about being like spending a lot of money because the answer might be like, well, I can't spend as much as people normally do, but this is the best I can spend with the resources I mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. Right? So not like, how can I get this cheap? Yeah, it's yeah. what's the best I can buy for myself with the resources I have. And also when you go shopping, take this question with you. Do I want this or freedom? Oh, wow. Oh wow! Oh man, you just said something that really just Do knocked I want my socks this or freedom? off. Because you're forcing yourself to really go there, <laughs> go there with your choices. You are your consumer choices, which we should, and let's change our lives. When you said, um, <laughs> I, I got the finger wagging because <laughs> <laughs> no, you said, um, what is the be- what is it? What is the best I yeah, can buy? What is the best? I can buy for myself. So versus I have, how can I get this for cheap? So I think about like the way you talk to yourself and like how you honor yourself. Yes. Like, Oh, I'm only worthy of cheap things. Literally, in a like, way, seriously. in a way, that's what we're saying. Exactly, over and, over and that's and what over that made me think about. Yes, instead of valuing yourself and saying like, I mean, like being acknowledging like where you are financially. Yes. But still honoring that and trying to do the best you can yeah. instead of saying, oh, I only buy myself cheap things or. And you don't, we don't ever say that. We don't ever say it explicitly. It's not like yes. I only deserve cheap things or I'm only worthy of cheap things. But what you're saying is like, how can I get this for cheap? And it's on sale. So I have to get it. And sure, there's a lump in it. And sure, like the seam is a Do you skew. see and that? Sure, like the what? Girl, I'm not, I'm about to walk out of here, girl. (laughs) Let's get like, ugh. So, so I like to say that like the the best thing I ever, or the kindest thing I could ever do for myself is going minimal. Mm. um, Because how I um, treat myself is in proportion to how I treat my things. So if I treat my things as if it is, they are treasures, can I also treat myself that way too? Um, and so, I don't know, moving into the new year with that. And I think you'll have an incredible year. I love that. Because that's real. Beautiful. And that's actually one reason why, like, one of my passions that I feel like I talk about fairly often is, like, non-toxic beauty products. Yeah. Because me having this revelation about two years ago now about, oh, wow, my skin is the largest or- organ on my body. Therefore, it's absorbing 
60 to 80% of what I put on it. Therefore, I need to be careful about what I put on my skin. Mm-hmm. That intentionality mm-hmm. in your relationship to your body, I feel like it's also related to this. Yeah. So it's like this conscious asking and perpetual asking of yourself, like, what is my relationship to this thing? Mm-hmm. And that's why this home stuff right now for mm-hmm. me is big because I'm like, I, for some reason, don't feel like I'm deserving of like cultivating Ooh. like a truly beautiful home. I feel mm. like I'm, for some reason, worthy of cultivating like beautiful clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, I love everything in my bathroom, like all of that, hair, skin, everything. But like, what about the th- what I lay down on? Or mm-hmm. what about like what I put my things within in my room? Mm-hmm. And like what I step <laughs> into when I walk into my, my most intimate space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everything's about to just level up <laughs> with intention. I'm so excited for yeah. you. I can't wait to see the space mm-hmm. and what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I call it good. Yeah. I call it good right now. I call yeah. it in right now. Thank you. Yeah. Wow, that was, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I just did a whole bunch of, like y'all know I was I was speechless with uh, Latham. Like I'm, I'm literally speechless again. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. There was lots of gesturing. True. It was a lot of like, okay, True. I'm trying to form the word. Yeah, they're not My coming. boyfriend was listening to our episode with Latham, and he said, I could tell that y'all liked it because there were these deep pauses after anything she said. That's ha- that happened again today. We are like, seriously? <laughs> like, girl, give yes. me my life. Yes. This was so great. I feel so great. Yeah. I feel so great. <laughs> yeah. No, energized. And the timeliness of this conversation is just With the new year approaching. Yeah. Points. Yeah. So, you know, our community, if they don't already know you and engage with you, they need to. <laughs> so where can they connect? Yeah, come hang out with E and I at, at Brown Kids. Uh that's the only thing we got. Like we didn't <laughs> we didn't realize how minimal we were there too. Um but to have anything else would drive me crazy. Um, I'm not really good at maintenance and stuff. So Instagram is our thing. The community there is ridiculous. Come over and like hang with us. Yeah, just kind of see what we're up to. Amazing. Awesome. And you're in the Bay, right? Yeah. Cool. Uh, oh, like reach out in the DM too. Like people do all the time. They're like, I'm coming into town. Do you want to <laughs> hang out? Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> Trump cool. coffee? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very easy. Awesome. Well, thank awesome. you awesome. so, so much. Yeah. Like, I wish I could just say that a thousand more times. <laughs> thank you. I'm deeply, deeply yeah. grateful. This was phenomenal. And we look forward to continuing the conversation about intentional living with you mm-hmm. in many ways. Yeah. In the, in the future. Yeah. <laughs> I got to see this space, though. Yeah. And then... I got to see what changes Dion's going to be making. Oh, baby, yes. it's going to be a lot, honey. <laughs> I'm going to actually take some photos of the sad state of my room right now and send them to Yay you. Yay for the oh, sad great. state. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I love that. me further. No, I love that. Please do send me pictures of your spaces. Yeah. I will. I'd love to give feedback and opportunities yeah. for okay. change. Yeah, it's cool. great. I will, too. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Hey guys, to stay in touch, be sure to join our email list at blackgirlandome.com. Follow us on Instagram, say hello to us on Twitter, and like us on Facebook at Black Girl and Gnome. There are so many great stories that people of color, women, and queer folks want to tell, but don't have a place to share them. Post Loudness, our podcast collective, wants to create a community of unique voices and audio. Love to James T. Green, Cher Vincent, and Alex Cox for creating Post Loudness and letting us be a part of it. Special love also to Aline Kaze, our audio engineer, to Khalid B and Peter Espenson for the music you hear throughout the show. And thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to breathe easy.